Andrew Jones, of a cinema. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm Movie Mad. I'm very confused. If, I don't know if this is a uh, reference to the film we're about to watch. My name is Aaron Jones. I'm also a cinephile. Hi. Okay, that Hello. seems like a reference. See, I mm, okay. Do you want to introduce the film we're going to watch? Because I've got things to say. <laughs> we're going in pretty, pretty straight into this one because yeah. what's the point? Yeah, no, Andrew, you're right. Thanks, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're talking, as you might notice from the title, we're just going to go straight into talking Southland Tales. Southland Tales. Southland Tales. Great film. I know, right? I know nothing about um, The theatrical cut. We're talking to the one that came out in uh, 2007. No. Oh, okay. Um, Go on, Johnny. Southland Tales made me think of um, some great drama. akin to uh like a period drama perhaps i'm trying to think um something like maybe um 12 years a slave kind of thing like hard stuff heavy heavy stuff um and then i spotted a post uh not too long after we recorded last week's episode uh on instagram from arrow um advertising the, the new version that we're going to be watching today that they're releasing not the new uh, version I was like, no way in fact i would say oh. it's the original version ah yeah okay. um and i saw the the cover and i was like wait why are these people in it but now i've forgotten who these people are um <laughs> on the cover but i just oh, sure William scott yes yes he's in it what the fuck I Sam didn't think, yeah i didn't think that was what it was gonna the last um, film that was meant to credit Dwayne Johnson is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, so he could have his move into Dwayne Johnson. That's right, Aaron. So I'm, um, I'm, I, I don't know um, what to uh, expect with this film. Although I should say I went to bed last night and I woke up around half past four, and I'd slept about an hour, and I woke up um, and I dreamt that. Uh, me and you were watching an Adam Adam Sandler and I and me as well. All three. um, We were watching an Adam Sandler Vince Vaughn film um, wherein they're shooting BB guns. I don't know if there's a Vince Vaughn film. That sounds like a good idea though. And and Vince Vaughn keeps spreading rumours about Adam Sandler that Adam Sandler has to accept like they're, they're just they're at this sort of like kind of Adventureland theme park camp Kind of like like Adam Sam family kind of camp. Hold um, up a second before you stop. Um, is the bad guy from stop. before you stop? Is the bad guy from Horror Bosses Two in there? Yeah, I'd like to know that as well, because I hear from a uh, a source that uh, yeah that he loves rumors. <laughs> no, all, yeah, all I had Holtz, in my... the star of Stage yeah. Two. That's really? right. All I had in my uh, in my dream was Adam. I th- it was it was definitely Adam Sandler, and I think it was Vince Vaughn was the other. His guy. name is Adam Sandler. Um, we we call him the Sandman, not the Sandman. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we're in this like, 
they were in this like theme park camp kind of thing um, and they were shooting BB guns and every now and then Vince Vaughn would turn to Adam Sandler going oh by the way I've told everyone that this has happened that you're like this or you've done this and he's just like oh for god's sake and he just has to accept it it's very strange and then um, it kind of the dream ended with me and you were, uh, were recording an episode on this and it ended up being Southland Tales and um, and we realised that we'd uh, we'd forgotten to record an opening bit for the podcast because we were both so excited to watch Southland Tales. So that's what I'm expecting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you my history of trying to watch Southland Tales? Okay. Do you want, do you want Andrew to tell his history? I don't have a history. No, Aaron's nice. just been here for the last couple of minutes. Southland Tales I was excited about since 2005 when Dunny Darko premiered on BBC Two. Okay. Wow. During their independent America season, which was uh, trailered with uh, Foo Fighters' Razor from the second disc of uh, their right. really, really fucking good album, which had like a rock disc and acoustic disc. And it was this okay. haunting thing with a great trailer. It's like, oh, Donnie Darko, I'll video record that because I'm going on holiday, but I'll set the video recorder for that because that's what I could do in 2005. Yes. Where so are you going on holiday? Um, I believe that was the year that uh, my brother went on tour for cricket. Oh. Which was just down, you know, De- Cornwall, Devon way. All right. But yeah, we followed on cricket tour for a week. Okay. We'll get, um... We don't need to get into that part. But uh, <laughs> no, I watched Dolly Darko. I was like, oh my gosh, this film. This film is something incredible and opened my eyes to what cinema can be in a modern way, in a modern scientific right. sci-fi way, which we've, you know, two of us have now seen together on the big screen yes. yeah. with Richard Kelly in tow. Yes. We then, you know, not sign anything that day because he'd sign the next day, but I wasn't available yes. to be in town the next yeah. day, which is annoying. So my Southland Tales can never be signed. Um, but obviously I was like, oh, so whatever he's doing next, it's going to be great. And then, you know, can happened. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Can happened in 2006 and South and Tales premiered to huge, huge failure. People were real not happy about that. You know, one of the famous failures. Okay. And, um, and this got, is the version we're watching. This is the version we're watching. Right. Was the one that uh, is 160 minutes long. Right. And hasn't got as much uh, of the old CGI effects stuff read done. I don't, I don't know how it's going to look in that sense because I don't recall how it looked. Um, right. We'll get to that point because I'll tell you about the first time I watched this version after the film, as yeah. we usually do. But this is the pre-film stuff, so I get to talk about this. So that film then uh, – this is what I found on uh, Wikipedia, which explains everything. This film was originally optioned in the US by Universal, but uh, after the can, it was sold to Sony. But Universal retained some international rights. Okay, so that makes sense considering they have the the rights in the UK for right. South and Tales. That explains why digitally and for television, well, at least yeah, the few the one rare time it was shown on TV back in Sky Cinema days. That's why it's always been the 160 minute cut, I guess. Right. There, because like, well, we've got that set up anyway. Why not? We just okay. don't need to tell anyone, which is a it's... weird thing to do. It sounds a bit uh, similar to um, Snowpiercer in that respect, in the distribution end of it. 
they just get cocked up. Yeah. Except, yeah. you know, they, you know, after the, the failure at the screening and the critical reception being bad, it's always good to try and have a look at it again. Especially since it was, you know, he was still editing the film when it went to Cannes. Okay, so I'm so, intrigued now. So why are we watching this if this was Cannes? Is it, uh, is it a so bad it's good? Is it the room? I haven't talked about when I first saw it. Yes, that's true. Uh, and I don't want you. I'm just, I'm just speculating here. Now, then um, for a year and a half, it disappeared. Right. Okay. A year and a half, it disappeared. And it just felt like this film didn't even exist. And then the trailer dropped in like August 20, 2007. Right. Maybe. And it's like, oh, shit. Now this film definitely exists. Because now we've seen actual footage. Yeah. Now we've seen actual footage. That's interesting. It came to the UK. A uh, couple of screens exclusively to Cineworlds. Ooh. It was an exclusive cinema release, I think, like the December 2007. Okay. Didn't see it then. Because I uh, couldn't get to a cinema. Back then I wasn't a cinema person. I wasn't uh, able to go out of, into London because my mum was very protective for me. Uh, but in 2008, in 2008, Odeon did those uh, special director film spotlight times. Remember those? Oh, right. Uh, no, I don't actually, because I was always a Cineworld boy through and through. Yeah, well, they used to do like, hey, one day this week we'll show uh, across our plate, you know, across our um, venues, we'll show this critically acclaimed independent film. We'll get the reels out to all, to a bunch of the cinemas, and then we'll all shuffle right. them through. And so, yeah, you know, they, they would shuffle. They'd have like, you know, what thirty, forty reels, uh, right. you know, copies of the film, and they'll just shuffle them through. And do special one-off screenings. So they know they could sell one screening as opposed to just constantly show it. Which is how I got to see Into the Wild and things like that. Which were a little bit too independent for a lot of the big places. Right. South and Tales was on one of those things. But it was on very few venues. But Chelmsford, I believe it was, Odium. Mm. Maybe Colchester. Okay. One of those two had both a 8pm screening and a 2pm screening. Right. So I got myself on a train and went all the way up there for the 2pm. Right. I go and get my ticket and uh, the person goes, uh, uh, you might want to speak to the manager. He's waiting outside at the moment. And I go outside and see the manager. He's look, he seems to be looking around. I ask uh, what's going on with the South and Tails. He goes, I think we're going to have to cancel the 2pm. The reels haven't come in yet. Oh. And I can't, you know, because it's a two and a half hour film anyway. Yes. I yeah. can't then, you know, at 17, be out until 11 o'clock at the very yeah. earliest. Yeah. And that. even then, yeah, yeah, you're out there though. And so the other, missed... so I missed out seeing it then. And then yeah. I had to watch it. I had to uh, rent it on DVD from Loveville. Okay. And that's how <laughs> my first screening was. And that's how most of my screens have been between that the DVD I would then go to buy, or the Blu-ray I would then order from America. Right. I almost saw it again in the cinema. There was almost another chance I saw it in the cinema. Good chance? No. The oh. ICA had a screening some years back. Never heard of the ICA. That's um, down the mall. Okay. By uh, St. George's Park. Oh, right. Um, it's a, yeah, very small. I bought a ticket to that, because of course, why not? And uh, it was during one of those FDA weeks when they would show you, as a critic, you would get the opportunity to see all the upcoming films yeah. in one block. 
yeah. And I thought, right, well, um, Nebraska starts two hours before this. It's Alexander Payne. I know, you know, he's cancelled. We don't like him. Very bad. But uh, this this story is only going to last an hour and 40 minutes maximum. He can't make a black and white movie about Bruce Stern walking more than two hours, could he? Uh, So because of Alexander Payne, I've still not fucking seen this film on the cinema. Wow. Bloody That's hell. when he was cancelled for me. Um, I feel like as you're telling me this, I am picturing you as uh, Charlie Day with uh, with red uh, red string everywhere, all around the wall. No, you should picture me as Charlie Day the day that uh, Louis C.K. was discovered and he realised, oh, my hopes for an Academy Award nomination for I Love You, Daddy, is gone. <laughs> yeah. Because um, no one loves Daddy no more. I don't. I don't know how to go into this because so you've never seen the theatrical cut. I thought we talked, seen... you had seen the theatrical cut. That's why I we're don't... doing part of this. I don't think so. Not that you know. You can find the theatrical cut digitally, as I've been saying. Weirdly, um, the only cut has always been this this can cut, which I discovered a couple of years ago for two quid on iTunes. I, mean, I might have, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking at the cover um, on your iTunes here, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look familiar to me at all. Um, you got The Rock and you got Buffy the Vampire, is that no, right? No, we don't have The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Sarah Michelle Geller. And Sarah the Michelle Geller. Um, Sean, Sean the, the Stifler. <laughs> and I don't know who that is behind him, but that's only half of him. I don't remember the picture. Let me have a look at the picture. Yeah, there's someone else behind him that's like half covered. The other oh, I know who that is. Oh, who is that, Aaron? Oh, well, it's oh, also Sean okay. William Scott. <laughs> oh, what, so he plays two people. Yeah, and they have basically the same name. Oh, isn't that convenient for this episode's bit? Yes, it is, Andrew. Yes, it is. Wow. Right. That's a um, joke. So, yeah, I've, I've got absolutely no idea. I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler to start going through some of the cast members, by the way. Okay. Be okay with you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So um, we have Mandy Moore. Right. Name, she, name yeah, she, she is us. She right. Tangled. Right. Yeah. Um, we have Miranda Richardson. Okay. You know her. Yeah. I was thinking of the other Miranda at first, but yes. We have Wallace Shawn. Okay. Right. You know. That's a bit inconceivable. It, what do you mean? <laughs> right. We have, um, oh, what's that? Kevin Smith, who has more of a role in this version. Okay. John in... Lovitz? Oh, no. Amy Poehler? Uh, yes. Janine Garofalo? Uh, fine, I don't, I've heard the name, but I don't know. Will Sasser? Nope, no. And most importantly of all, the narrator, played by... Uh... Um, Lee, what's his name there? The comic book guy. True Believer, what's his name? Stan Lee. Stan Lee, I, keep, I kept wanting to say Spike. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know Lee. what? Get rid of Stan Lee and redo all of the cameos in every Marvel movie with Spike Lee. And it's just him. <laughs> and he's not doing the cameos, he's just staring at the screen, shaking his head, and tell it's Black Panther, and then it's fine, like, yes. No, I'm <laughs> Fuck your racist <laughs> shit. I'm down yeah. for that. <laughs> Most importantly of all, 
the man who couldn't okay. make Michael Shannon dance at the opening of the Oscars, Justin Timberlake. All right. <laughs> and here's the thing. Timberlake narrates okay. this film. Right. In the theatrical cut, it's a dry, you know, very exposition heavy, and it's just him stating things. The can cut, he did it in a different way. He did it sarcastically. Uh, and I think that's what people really didn't get was the fact that, right, this thing is, you know, it's a dark sci-fi satire on the world. And the narrator right. has his tongue in cheek the entire time. It's just like, this is happening. I also, Whereas, um, in the theatrical cut, it's like, this is happening. The way The Rock Johnson's pose in this looks like it's taken straight from um, Get Smart. I see, he's got a gun. Yes. Yeah. But he, he looks, I think if you superimpose um, this and the Get Smart image together, they're the same image. What you want is now Sarah Michelle Gellar's hair is flying around. If it was flying around into uh, the face of both Sean William Scott and Sean William Scott, that's right. Yes. Now, then it would be the Get Smart poster. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have Alan Ark in there. I think he'd work in South and Tales. But um, Jan Larica, it's basically the same person. Yeah, I'm still very confused as to why you want us to watch this film. Well, one, I'm excited. We programmed this before the kind of before the announcement of this Blu-ray. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> I had this on my docket for a while, anyway. Right. And then it, then they, yeah, I put it in January, and then they announced, hey, this thing finally, this because Arrow had a postcard years ago in one of their Blu-rays with South and Tails being one of the images on the postcard <laughs> hidden in. And so we were like, oh shit, finally. And then years went by in no news. And then a couple of months ago, finally, full news. And that's right. very exciting. But I just want to show people this and I want to talk about this. And I think it's good to talk about it. And I didn't realize you hadn't seen the regular film anyway. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty you'll get to have the proper 2006 film critics experience. Right. I think that it, isn't that exciting. Okay. Because then you'll be able to find a DVD copy or a Blu-ray copy of the regular version, the, the theatrical cut, and experience that as a separate entity. What worries me is that you said that this was um, canned by can. <laughs> um, well, look, and it's the can two film and festival thinks go crazy. Long. Two hours forty. Two hours. Oh, sorry, two hours forty, even better. You um, know what? It is two and a half hours, and then there's like eight minutes of credits. Because again, yeah. there's a lot of. It's a big cast. Okay. So, but but it worries me that um, you're making me sit through this because you're like, look how bad this is, and I'm like, no. yeah, we've just wasted God, no. two hours and forty minutes on this, and we could watch something better. Look, um, okay, I I don't want to state anything, but uh, Wallace Shawn, right? I don't want to mention his character, and they will mention his character name. He is the Wizard Baron von Westphalen. Okay, the Wizard. Baron von Westphalen. Come on. Right. Okay, do you want me to go through some of the uh, soundtrack? Yeah. Okay, so you have the the surf version of the Pixies' Wave of Mutilation. Right. You have uh, Tender by Blur, which is the closing track, to be honest, although it was the closing track and version of it. So far, none of the songs I know, but go on. Elbows Forget Myself. Moby, of course, did a bunch of soundtrack stuff for this. Maybe I so, know him. He did. Um, he he, he did that lie about Natalie Portman when she was way too young. Good yes. guy. Oh my god! Yeah, I've got yeah. that. Yeah, 
Uh, Wayne and Jennings, me and Bobby McGee. Okay, I know. Rich, we're, we're, look, we're this, that. that song, this version of that song, awesome. Uh, elbow. Did I mention Elbow? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yep. There's a cover. There's a version of the Star Spangled Banner that rocks. Okay, I know that song. Okay. Um, obviously, we'll get to um, the Killers. There is a big moment with the Killers. Right. Okay. Which is very famous. There is a song by Sarah Michelle Gellar in this film. Uh, original right. song sung by Sarah Michelle Gellar as her character. Right. Teen horniness is not a cry. <laughs> Open your heart and your mind. My main focus right now going into this is the fact that Kevin Smith is in this. I'm, I'm quite uh, excited about that. I, I am... Well, you know, he was a big fan of Tony Darko, and actually on the director's cut, there's a uh, commentary where it's him and Kelly. Mm. He was, yeah, he was so amazed by Donnie Darko, he had to get on that commentary. It's a great chat track, partially because half the time it's just him ribbing um, Richie Kelly going, so, you know, so he definitely had sex, right? You let him have sex before he died, right? <laughs> he is, yeah, one note is Kevin Smith, but that yes. note in 2004 yeah. was very humorous to watch him just rib this 25 year old kid about the film he made yeah kevin kevin smith is a storyteller like no other i i i really i i keep meaning to uh re-watch his story of uh how he almost did um superman um just the way he the way he talks is just i don't know i i that's why this but imagine if vincent price explained it Um, speaking of spiders coming up, I need to watch um, There's a a documentary about it. Never let you go. (laughs) There's a documentary about it. (laughs) The the death of um, the death the death of Superman lives, which I've been meaning to watch. Have you watched that? Nope. Don't know where it's streaming. I think I found it on YouTube. Oh, okay. But it's, it's like not available anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, that, as, as a Nemoidian would say in those Star Wars films, which are definitely not racist, that's not. Is that illegal? <laughs> well, I think it's the, literally the only way you can watch it. Which I'm is sure such it's a shame. DVD copy. I'm sure it's DVDable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for now, let's uh, let's dig into Southland Can Tales. Can I? Yeah, before we dig into Southland Tales, okay. you know this is uh, chapters four, five, and six, right? This is like Star Wars. Sorry. Oh yeah, Southland Tales had a prequel trilogy of comics. Fuck off. Nope. <laughs> the first three oh chapters God. are told in comic book, which you do get parts and parcel of towards the early part of the film. They do show up bits and pieces to explain. Right, but if you get the Blu-ray from America, not the Blu-ray from the UK, the Blu-ray from the UK is vanilla. But the Blu-ray from America actually has the uh, comics on there in a very, 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 very small font, so you can't really read them. <laughs> it's genius. God, I'm. I don't know what. What if? What if a, I, I've only just woken up, so I don't a know mid twenties man managed to make a film so weird and yet beloved, and was given Kate Blanchett for the next project what it this is this is richard kelly's midsummer um that doesn't fill me with confidence but do you like donnie darker yes you didn't like hereditary so that's the thing donnie darker is if you if donnie darker is your hereditary standing point and if you like donnie darker 
people like her entry and people love Midsommar. Right. Okay. All right. And this um, is like watching the three-hour version of Midsommar, except, you know, it's two hours 35, really. Right. So it's, it's much shorter. All right. Well, shall we start this? I, I hope I have a whole... She's so downbeat already. And it's like, no, this is Southland Tales. I think, I think it's just because I'm, I'm not... Because the negativity. And it's, yeah, the negativity. Look, plus... I remember the negativity and thinking, gosh, I'm going to hate this, but I have to watch it back in the day. Yeah, and then when I discovered there was a can cut, we'll get to that. I was very um, excited, but this is a film I enjoy showing people. Not in yeah. a lot. I can't wait for you to understand it because I love to just watch it and the experience of knowing other people in the world are finally seeing it. And it's had a renaissance in the last five years, which has been giving my heart so much joy because there are so few of us who genuinely this is, love this. Film. It sounds like Genuine. how I felt uh, making. It sounds like how I felt making you watch uh, Boomstone. Our number one episode of last year. Our number one episode last year. Uh, yeah, film which is adamant to about living in complete <laughs> misery. And it's Whereas, also like two um, and a half hours long. What if What um, if Brimstone, but had comedy? Like okay. co- so much comedy, they hire car- parts of the cast of Saturday Night Live. Right, the funniest uh-huh. show to ever house Rudy Giuliani and Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I hope I have a different attitude when we've come out of this. Um, Christianel, Boxer Centaurus, come on! I, I I think it's just the fact that I've, I'm not long awake, and I've got a two-hour, forty-minute film to watch. No, but, um, got a two-hour, forty-minute experience I, to enjoy. That I mainly only know is was a can, but can. <laughs> um, it got the boo. So yeah, all right. Let's let's give this a. Let's, let's give it a try and let's 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 get this out. I mean, I, I I really do hope I'm I'm more op- optimistic and energetic about this. But for now, <laughs> I'm also here. It's me, Aaron Jones. <laughs> All right. You know me. Okay. I don't know why I'm speaking like David Lynch. <laughs> the weather is fine. I'm putting on the sunglasses. Because the future is bright. <laughs> Remember that thing he did, the weather report last year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses because the future is bright. <laughs> first cow. He's going to paint on Laura Dern. First cow for best actress. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, also, the font looks a bit like Nashville. Let's start. Which font? There's font for Southland Tales. No, which Nashville font? All oh, right. There uh, are two fonts on Nashville. There's the old font and then there's the new font. It looks a bit like both. Like a hybrid theory. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Meteora. So would you say the countdown clock is at minutes to midnight? <laughs> yeah, I just... Is it burning like a thousand suns? Sure. I don't know any of the other... No, uh, Keys to the Kingdom? Is that one of them? <laughs> one More Light was certainly the last one because that was also the song that they then, you know, obviously released and it's like the music video was all just singing. It's like, oh. I'm very confused right now. Linkin Park! Linkin Park oh. titles. <laughs> Come on! Get reanimated. This is the collision course. All right, let's... What do you reckon that other one is? Well, Linkin Park what? Oh, it's been out thousands of living really, things, living things, ladies and gentlemen. Don't actually Live care. in Texas. I care. 
I care so much, I'm going to do this. <laughs> the it's hunting like party. I didn't get the hunting party, did I? Right. Um, so, Southland Tales? I've got so. But I'm not a soldier! I'm going to tell you the story of the journey down the road not taken. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. These are the sordid tales of how it all came crashing down. is an epic Los Angeles crime saga. And you're researching your role? Yes, it takes place in the near future. Scientists are saying the future is going to be far more futuristic than they originally predicted. You're gonna have to wear a bulletproof vest. Let's talk about your phone. What's it really about? Here. Don't look so scared, Mr. Santeros. The future is just like you imagine. Ah! Someone must be hiding it. It's like the nervous breakdown of the century. Nothing that a killer, a porn star, and a tattoo parlor can't handle. <laughs> it is time for a surgical strike. I'm a pimp, and pimps don't commit suicide. It all ends tonight. It had to be this way. be a lot less violence in the world if everyone just got a little more cardio. Zelda Rubenstein. Will Sasso. Wallace Shawn. Sav Shimono. Kevin Smith. Yep, ready when you are. Oh, well, Justin Timberlake was in this film. I'll go through the credits as they're rolling for me. Lisa K. Wyatt. Whenever you're ready. Todd Berger. Rebecca Del Rio, who did the National Anthem. John Falcone. Jarrett Gardner. Shannon Lee Holmes. Gianna Lucini. Abby McBride. Mike Nielsen. Any of these ring a bell? <laughs> Kevin Robertson. Philip Sternberg. Any of these string a bell? Nope. Uh, well, that's the end of the uh, cast. Are you not going to say anything? Um, oh, I, I, I was thought I was, to start. I was. Wait, yeah, but you didn't ask who was going to start. Should I start? Uh, I, mean, yes. I don't know if I should start. I, no, I, mean, I, I don't the know. I don't know. You saw this. The can cut. 
Yes. The first time I saw this... Was it, wait, was the can cut the first one you saw? No, 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 okay. no, no. Again, I had the DVD for a while. Right. But about a year into owning the DVD, I read somewhere on the internet, hey, Sky Movies just had this uh, longer version. Was this the can cut? Question mark. And then someone linked to um, Mega Video. They had 40 minute uh, installments of this on Mega Video. (laughs) Which, of course, once you watch an hour, then you have to wait like three hours to watch the next part. Yes. So I had to watch this in stages, but I watched it over the course of an evening on Mega Video. Right. Engaging in the fact that, wow. I mean, there's not just the fact that there's, yeah, more footage and it's mostly dialogue footage, which is a bit weird when you look at the uh, bad effects in this version. It's like, well, why can't you just lift the effects from the finished theatrical cut and put them in this version as well? Don't be don't be stupid and stingy, but also, uh, but mostly the fact that uh, stuff gets messed around with. Like I said early on, before the uh, opening titles, we have the bit where Serpentine slices the man's finger off with uh, a six-inch, uh, you know, radius of error, whatever it is. Right, and that that happens about fifty minutes into the uh, theatrical cut. That's like a thing to go like, okay, at this point, the Baron has taken his ability to control and have clean energy and you know own anything and demand whatever he wants with everybody to its absolute peak whereas <laughs> the film just gets off is like straight away like no this guy he from the get-go he's got everything okay this is this, um, is, the, this is the motherfucking monster oh my god um okay um important thing Right. I think uh, one of the most the thing, one of, there's, there's quotes I quote from this film all the time, but one of the most important quotes I feel, Amy Poehler, right, talking to uh, I believe it's Sherry O'Terry or Zelda Rubenstein, one of the two, um, just saying, yeah, telling her just because it's loud doesn't mean it's funny. Okay. Now this film came was you know that this film was made in two thousand five. How much more? times have you seen a film or a tv show or a stand-up routine since then which is predicated on if i say it loud enough it becomes funny yeah yeah the whole eurovision song contest the story of fire saga seems to be entirely loud equals funny i mean everything um, will fail lately has been loud equals funny melissa I... mccarthy is loud equals funny i don't understand why you like this film <laughs> How 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 do you know? I uh, I mean I I understand why it was booed at can because to me because they this, don't like Kevin Smith. This or they, felt they like, like Kevin Smith or they want makeup. This felt like a big mess of a film. I couldn't make head or tail of it. I tried for the first hour or so. I was trying to follow it, and uh, and then I just sort of gave up, and I was just experiencing this. Remember when I said experience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like Miami Vice in that way. It's an aesthetic oh, no, can, piece of richness. I can... It's, no. But with, but with a script <laughs> full of very funny sequences. Yeah. Like wildly laugh out loud hilarious weirdness. But, the kind yeah, of stuff no. someone would write in their mid-twenties when they're angry at what's going on and trying to 
you know, describe it in their own way. All right, trying to explain to me what this film was all about. Because okay. I don't fucking know. I know we just watched it, but I have no idea. This made no sense. And After a uh, domestic terrorist attack, theoretically... Are you, reading, well, are you reading from the synopsis? No, no, I, oh, right. I'm, I'm okay. well, surmising. Uh, attack, a terrorist attack on US soil, I should say. Right. In Abilene, Texas. Okay. The world, the world of specifically America, because America is, of course, as we know, the world, yes. becomes heavily focused on securing itself, even more so. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to find any of the funds in the budget, so it has to start selling out to various things. Thus, you know, you have your army sponsored by Hustler. But within all this, there is also the insipid need to continually have more, more, more. And so whilst the world is starting to be secured down to its teetering masses, even breathing becoming a problem, your fascist state, mm. there is this disgusting need of others to take over and dominate and use this, this influx of need and desire to take control for themselves. Outline. Right. Um, now, no, no, haven't even begun. <laughs> now, during a play around with what is the energy based around the Earth, the tide, that has been usurped by the dominant evil of humanity, a rift occurs, a right. change in the natural way of things a fourth dimension opens up as they ex describe which is you know unexpected and uh, unnatural right and in that of course humans start to experiment and okay. human experimentation of course means everything teeters on the edge of non-existence like your cerns looking for the god particle in this case it's both dwayne johnson and Shawnee and Scott being sent through a rift into the future to become both their future selves and their past selves at the same time. And what happens in a universe where it's only a singular, not a parallel or multi-dimensional universe, it's like the fourth dimension, but like multi-Earth universe, what happens when there were two exact beings dominating the same space? Can they, can the US... Can business, can humanity survive the encroaching nature of itself, eating itself up? Yeah, that just sounds dull. And Which is why they you know, throw in, you know, uh, a pop star, Tasers, Christopher Lambert, Kevin yeah. Smith, yeah. Justin Timberlake doing The Killers. Yeah, it was great to see Christopher Lambert. Didn't expect that. Um, I keep things secret. The uh, the Justin Timberlake uh, about halfway through the film, he it just switches to him singing the or miming to the killers. Yep, and that just felt like, what are we doing? Why is this a thing? Um, Which mean, just... why is it a thing? He's a movie star who got caught in the draft lost his looks, saw war, changed his nature about things, became completely broken with humanity. Yeah, but he's got still a soul, but he's like... not a soldier. Literally, yeah. that, the point of that. Yeah, theme. but the whole music video kind of looked at... Uh, 
I just, I, is, you know, your opium epidemic. It's the desire <sighs> to feel something different, to feel something, to feel like you have control, to feel alive in this brief period of time, which we don't even exist anymore, which is very apt for these days. This film was shot in 2005, and it feels like it just, you know, it hit the nail on every fucking thing that happened in the last 16 years. Right. <laughs> um... What, I have no what, idea. what if those in power decided to take over security Overwatch? Right. Put I, their finger in all those kinds yeah. of fights. Oh, fascist state? Oh, and what if those who rose up decided to, you know, rose up against them didn't quite have the ability to rise up politely and find a way politely, so had to stay, stay vigilant and violent? Oh, they're killed immediately, they're taken off. Do you, oh, not, right. do you not see are, America in the last year? Those are interesting ideas and concepts, but to explore. But um, but this just didn't interest me at all. No, it doesn't. It's hilarious. It's weird in a beautiful manner. It's, it's strange. There insanity. were moments where I laughed. There were a fair few moments where I laughed, and like, but I was more laughing at how ridiculous this was and how I still had. Two hours to go. Um, and you, you got know, John Lovitz. I feel like... No, we don't talk about John Lovitz. Um, oh, I feel fuck? like... Uh, watch a movie? I feel like how you <laughs> felt like during... Um, uh, Brimstone. No. Yeah. Brimstone I, depressing. I w- this was depressing because yeah. I was wasting my time on this. What, were you, what would you do if you weren't watching this? Um, I'd probably watched uh, Air Force One because I've been meaning to watch that. Okay, Air Force One's a good film, but yeah, it's not got as many great ideas as this. It's not got as many quotes as this. That one's got like I've totally forgotten the film. Plane. I've forgotten this film already. And, Hi, I'm no Glenn Close, in... Vice President. I've, I've, no, I've no interest in coming back to this film. How many times have you seen this? Uh, the Can Cut. This is my third. Yeah, the Can Cut. Jesus. I watched the first two times back then, and then as soon as I discovered it was available on digital, I bought it and held it deeply, but I waited for you. I mean, um, yeah, you didn't need to wait. I just, like, you know how during, uh, wasn't it during um, Brimstone? And to be honest, during quite a few of the films I introduced you to. What terrible choices. You watch, you, you play uh, PlayStation. I do well, it a lot anyway because I've got, um, you know, ADHD. Oh, fair enough. But still, I would have... Pref- I, I kind of wish I had my Nintendo Switch on me while this film was on because, who boy, as, as much as I was trying to uh, to just watch the film and get into the film, nothing was doing it for me. Well, maybe you might prefer the theatrical cut, which uh, after the uh, opening sequence in Abilene, Cuts to about five minutes of just random images, vistas, you know, stock footage, as Justin Timberlake explains the whole setup first. Maybe. How long is the theatrical edition? It's it's 20 minutes shorter, really. 20 minutes shorter? Yeah. Bloody hell. You get much less Kevin Smith and barely any Janine Graffler, if any at all. I thought it was going to be like an hour and 40 or something. No, no, it's still two, it's two, two hours, 20. All oh, right. 
Oh, I thought I thought that was the whole thing about the can cut. That maybe the can cut was like a good hour and a half longer than. No, no, no. Um, no. Right. No. Um, oh, Jesus! This has just knocked me out. This is... I went to a screening of Goon. Oh yeah, provided by Dead of Geek kindly back in the day. Yes, you you mentioned uh, this. Uh, yeah, go on. Oh no, I mentioned you remind me to tell about. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, obviously, I was excited. I, I'd seen Goon already at that point. Right. The, this was January. I saw it in December. I made sure I put it in my top ten of that year to make sure people would know this film that's coming out next month. Absolutely slap shots. Right. And, you know, it's still, it's a great film. And I was excited because uh, not only did we get to see Goon again, but uh, Sean William Scott was over to do promotion. Okay. And um, But weirdly, it was one of those things where this was, uh, because, of course, he had schedules for other things, he came in to do a Q&A before the film. Right. And the first thing he did is as he was getting on the stage, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for Mr. Woodcock. <laughs> okay. So he was like, OK, he's making fun of his career at this point, because he yeah, obviously he knows that Goon is one of the best films he will ever do. And one of the greatest pieces of acting here he's ever done. He's a phenomenal character in that film. It's his Doug Glatt is a is just a powerhouse. I should at this point say Goon, another film I put in my uh, bottom ten of the year. I think I put it my, as my worst film of the year when beautiful. I saw it. I haven't revisited it since. It's beautiful. But it's I, know, funny. I know you love it. It's so. wonderful. It's gorgeous. And Goon, Last of the Defenders is also brilliantly fun. Um, but I was with a friend who um, she is gay except for Sean William Scott basically is her thing right <laughs> and she, she absolutely adores stiff one of the characters she's like you know everything Sean William Scott is my thing so I got the opportunity to take her to that yeah obviously <laughs> how good a friend am I <laughs> yeah I take her to that and but I think oh gosh now how do I get her him to look over to us so that uh, my friend can say that she, you know Sean William Scott has looked at her yeah. So I put my hand up and I figure, well, he's in this uh, mood of discussing his previous stuff. I could talk about Goon, which I love, but I don't want to spoil it for everyone else here. So I put my hand up and say, you're going over your, your career. How do you feel now about Southland Tales? And right. he just goes, I don't understand that film. It was fun to make. I don't <laughs> understand it. And yeah, he had the script. Yeah. Okay, still, well, and he, he doesn't, doesn't understand it either. Yeah. And he has two roles in the script. That's right. He has two roles. <laughs> Who has two roles in anything? That'd be stupid to have two roles in anything. Especially if you look and sound exactly the same. Especially if it's a vocal medium, so you only have to sound the same. That would be confusing. That's right, Andrew. <laughs> so um, it's not a film yeah. where you have to get. I mean, people have tried to jot things down and come up with ideas, but I feel like it's intangible. And I, I read, uh, you know, Richard Kelly a couple of years ago was interviewed, I think it was for the 10th anniversary. Um, some Someone just uh, took him, did a tour of the Southland with him, going up to some of the locations for the film and interviewed him at these places and discussed those things. And it just it was just like a, a discussion about those, those particular scenes and the, you know, the, 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 the post- the, well, the autopsy of the film as it's as a response and right. how he's grown up and how things have changed. But it does seem that even he is a bit like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what makes sense or not, but it feels. And that was where it all goes down, goes to is the feeling. 
Okay. And I feel that's, um, that's about right. Are there any actors in the film who, uh, like... Um, I don't know. How, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just curious how, like, Dwayne Johnson views it. Has he I don't think Dwayne Johnson's it? ever talked about it for a long time, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure I Jeff Timberlake's like be... pretty happy about it, right? Because he gets to put in a fucking great performance. I feel like and, this and the killers be, uh, thing has become became a big moment. Oh yeah, that on on YouTube. That was one of the first clips they released properly. Oh, right. Was that and uh, Chris and L with uh, the whole package about you know energy drinks and uh, upcoming energy drinks? That, that was the most interesting part of the film. I wanted to yeah. taste her energy drink. Sure, you did. <laughs> I just that... say I bet it's pink. Because you know, I believe Boxers and Tower says it tastes really, really good. I mean, all energy drinks do. Do they? God, it's been a while. Nearly a year now. Nearly a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what more to say about this. What do you mean you don't know what to say? How do you feel about? I I feel like I've wasted two hours and forty minutes. Why? Because this just didn't do anything for me. Anything? Nothing. You got dancing, you got comedy, you got music drops that are like great soundtrack music drops, visuals of a very interesting nature. You got Eli Roth getting shot on the toilet. Yep, even even with Eli Roth and uh, getting shot on the toilet. And, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake. I do love Justin Timberlake. Even with all these people popping up. Here and there, um, I I still was just like, why, why am I doing this? Because it's art. You're not going to like the answer to, to the question this week. Okay, John, I'll ask Aaron first. Aaron, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you want to shake hands real quick? Hold a second. Okay, we started to float, so <laughs> best, uh, this podcast is going to have to end pretty swiftly after this. Johnny? Yes, he. Are you a pimp? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I should give you the number of Samaritans then, because if you're not a pimp... <laughs> thing about pimps is pimps don't commit suicide, but so if you're not a pimp, I guess you're you know number one on the uh, hit-yourself list. It's just... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's that line? That's just so stupid. Uh, <sighs> what do you mean, what was that line that was so stupid? Boxes and Towers is a pimp. He's not, you know, Fortunio yeah, is right. a genuine pimp. Okay. But he's a pimp, as in, you know, a motherfucking PIMP, as Philly <laughs> once sang. And Philly wouldn't commit suicide. Do you want to ask the actual question? No, I don't want to ask questions. I want to probe deeper. Teen holiness is not a crime. Banger? Not, none of the music was that interesting to me. What? None? No. Wait, no, I mean, no, I mean, apart from maybe The Killers, just because I like that song. But other than that. Uh, I've got the soundtrack no. CD. I should just send that to you. <laughs> you can just bop it on. And it's like, yeah, you know what? For once, I actually care about the American National Anthem because this one sounds great. What's that? Throw on Waylon Jennings? Oh, he's got a great voice. The National Anthem was... um. Sound better in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is that uh, Rebecca Del Rio has a much lovelier, lovelier voice. 
And it says in two languages. You only like it if it's sung in the American language, do you? You racist. <laughs> what are you, an Upu agent with your racism? Oh, yeah, Upu. What the fuck? Um, oh my God. I can't, yeah. I can't believe you made me sit through this. Didn't make you sit through this. This was a very. This is a very important text in the Andrew. And the yeah, well, um, verse. Uh, this is kind of like, you know, where I come from. Well, Brimstone was a very important text in the Johnny, so we're even Really? Now. Yeah. So if you make a film, you'd want to make sure that Guy Pearce was in it and it was miserable for two and a half hours. I mean, if I made a film and it was anything like, um, anything close to uh, Brimstone, I'd be really pleased with myself. So if it turned out like I want to get SNL, I want to get SNL alarm. I want to get a couple of uh, <laughs> music stars and some wrestlers put together uh, just before anyone really rises to the prominence and make something absolute balls out crazy and be like, yeah, you know what? We're gonna feed into some weird, weird ideas, but make it funny. We're gonna have a whole sequence in which people are there watching a car commercial. <laughs> that oh my god that car commercial what the fuck yeah well you know again yeah they mentioned that's the european one because everything yeah. is crazy in europe <laughs> the wizard baron von Fildmart. he's he's a crazy crazy guy are you um and his you... mother is even crazier because yeah beth grant she's oh i love beth grant so much she's just I... wonderful are you gonna get the new um our Blu-ray? Oh yes, we should say Arrow is coming out with a Blu-ray of this, yeah, with both versions. I believe new scans as well, which is very exciting. Mm. So, are you are you guessing it? I've got to support my Southland Tales, my friend. Are you okay. kidding me? There aren't many people out there who will support this. Yeah, I'm 100 okay. a day in data. That's why oh, we're doing this. We're you, celebrating. You, we're celebrating. You this. It. No, I haven't pre-ordered it. Oh right. I was waiting to see if the price would drop a tiny bit more. Because I am fun employed during a pandemic. <laughs> the best kind of. Exactly, which leaves me more time to pandemic. watch Southland Tales and enjoy the experience. Oh my god. With Dwayne Johnson babbling and, uh, you know, going crazy. Um, we haven't mentioned, though, Kiss Me Deadly pops up a couple of times in this film. Okay. We did that for November a couple of years ago, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipes. Yeah. You're so out of I, this yeah now what's just... the whole what's the whole uh, piece about kiss me deadly i don't know <laughs> i don't know anything about this film i you just remember kiss me deadly. 40 minutes watching it and i don't know i don't understand any of it kiss me deadly yeah there's a weird romance yeah there is a nuclear oh yeah that was it the nuclear. Piece, a, yeah. yeah a piece of nuclear material that's going to destroy the earth right god remember november that was a mistake. Yeah, it, was, it was a mistake, but now we got South and Tales January, which we watched both cuts of South and Tales multiple no, times. No, no. Oh my god. Um, well, yeah, go on, ask me the question because let's just rip this band aid off. Quantum teleportation. What? Quantum teleportation. Oh god. Which is what happens. To both Boxer and Ronnie. Or Roland. Thank you, Alan. Your hand is soft. Yours is not. It's weird. We should be the same. And yet, here we are. This is the way 
This is the way. This is the way. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, taking my favourite lines from uh, Wonder Woman 1984's Pedro Pascal. And... Speaking of this is the way, while we were watching this, my sister, uh, it turned out, had just started uh, The Mandalorian, and I was kind of jealous. I wish I could have been in the living room watching that instead. I don't like you at this point. <laughs> Well, so, I didn't like you when you didn't like Brimstone. So. Yeah, but Brimstone was a, depre- a really harsh, depressing film during a landscape of depression, which caused me into a further depression. Okay, this is, this is a comedy film. <laughs> I gave you a film with lots of funny moments, with Wood Harris and Amy Poehler yelling at each other in weird ways doing improv. I don't... I'm I, trying here. I do feel I feel I feel really bad that I didn't like this, but I don't wanna um give you the impression that I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Will you give but, me the impression that you did? No. Aaron? Oh no. Do I have to explain who I am every time? I think it helps really. No one else can see our handshake. Yeah. I don't I'm gonna shake. Hey. Save that for after the podcast. There is nothing after the podcast. That's why we're going to hold hands. I forgive you. Oh, thank you. No, not you. Oh. I looked into Aaron's eyes when I said it. Well, I looked into Andrew's eyes. That's sweet. <laughs> Johnny, are you mad that Christopher Lambert was in a movie? Yes. What? I'm mad that he was in the movie and it wasn't Highlander or Highlander 2. Hey, this is Highlander. <laughs> I wish premise, it was Highlander. It literally the whole pre- premise of this is the world ends because there can be only one of every single person. That Which is would the you whole rather point. watch again. This or Highlander? I've watched Southland Tales so many times. I've watched Highlander once. I think yeah. that tells you everything. I'll watch Southland Tales till I die. But yeah, I won't kill it myself. Tells me that you, don't it tells me you need to watch it and watch Highlander another few times. No, and uh, you still need to watch Highlander too. Highlander only has songs by Queen. Yeah, this one the South Tales doesn't even bother with Queen because they've got Elbow, Blur, Muse, Waylon Jennings, Pixies, Johnny. Yes, yeah, are you mad? You watched By Ling chop a man's hand off. I'm quite furious. Five minutes and I, instead of fifty minutes into the film. I I do like I said I feel really bad because I know how much you like this film. Love this I, film. I I will never understand why, but then you know I like uh, Anthony Opera and um, oh, I'm the the of the Opera. There, there have been many films. I just like the fact. What a smooth voice that man has. There have been many films um, I have introduced you to that I've loved. And you just have been nonchalant about it and even uh, actively despised. Maybe uh, so it's it's nice to be on the other end of this where um, you've wasted my time instead of my... I'm wasting your time. I have not wasted your time. You really have. <laughs> I have not wasted your time. I'm furious. I'm, I am mad. Are you movie mad for South and Tales? I'm movie mad for the two towns, which I'm going to go and watch next. Wow. Even though it's nearly four hours long. Well, I mean, it's not even four hours long. It's like three and a half. Three hours, 55. Yeah, but there's 20 odd minutes. 25 Is it minutes 20? of credit. Oh, bloody hell. 
Yeah, there was a lot of credits because they still put those fan credits on. Yeah, on those still, fan credits, I'm, from fifteen to twenty. Still, amazing. I'm I'm moving mad for that. So I'm excited. I did all of those uh, main feed Lord of the Rings. None of those hobbits week last month. Yeah, I, I would gladly in their place watch South and Tales every week. Jesus Christ! Please, gosh, give me fluid karma. Well, where can we find you to um? Well, get um, you to explain. You can find me on Twitter, where you'll find this. that uh, nobody rocks the Twitter like at Ethan Runt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. What about you? Um, I'm at uh, movie underscore mad. Sorry to say that movie underscore mad is a lot more mad than movie underscore mad predicted. <laughs> I um, I very rarely tweet. I did tweet yesterday when, uh, as we record, yesterday was a uh, lockdown 3.0 was announced. And I, I tweeted one thing. I said, um, does this mean there's a new Animal Crossing game coming out? But no one understood. Or no one read it. Any joke. Um, so, yeah, I'm at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, are you movie underscore mad is our Twitter and our Instagram. Um, are you movie mad pod on Facebook? Yep. And... Are you moving around at hotmail.com? Email us. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What if this is is 2021's uh, most listened to podcast? I would be in heaven if a lot of people (laughs) listen to an episode about Southland Tales. Not because you didn't like it, but because I'd like the idea that people would be finally getting around to loving Southland Tales and going into that experience and exploring and just feeling this sense of hope and brokenness during you know the 2000s as opposed to the 2020s which we're living through now and i can't imagine a richard kelly type being able to make a film of this scope and zaniness about the current predicaments through science yeah. fiction <laughs> that's the thing this is a specific time and place and i want to go back to that because i feel like we had something and this is yeah if i could make films this, i'd love to be able to make something as happy and funny as this it's okay. weird sadness. Holmes well, Osborne, man. Holmes Osborne with a weird bloody sunglasses and stuff. Speaking of uh, zaniness, what is... God uh, damn. I'm sorry. I'm re- I really am sorry. I feel it's horrible. Tonight, baby. But, uh, you know, I feel horrible because I just had to sit through that film. Um, uh, speaking of zaniness, uh, what is next week's film? Next week, I don't know if there's going to be an episode next week. Why is that? Well, once we finish this handshake, yeah, oh, which we would do. That thing. Okay. What do you mean? That's going to be the end of the world, right? Because we're now, yeah, this is this this is it. Whoops, apocalypse! But if we are here next week, and I hope we are, me too. I think we're <laughs> going to cover a 2006 film that set the internet alight. Oh, well, oh, the first I'm... viral movie, maybe. The first final movie. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe. Next week, I'm very much looking forward to. It's shorter. I've been excited about watching it for It's longer than years. I remember being. But it's, Is it? Uh, oh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I imagined 80 to 90 minutes. I thought so too. It says an hour 46. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, also has, it also has uh, at least one person from Saturday Night Live. So it's, okay. just, so it's just like South and Tales. Right. Well... I'm excited. Until next week. This is the way. 
the podcast ends. Go to middle earth. Not with a whimper. But with a bang. But with a bang! South and Tales is awesome. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.